From across the Midwest, this is Opinions Anonymous, your new favorite podcast. If you can't get enough of us, check us out online at opinionsanonymous.com. In the meantime, sit back, relax, and remember, everyone has an opinion. Ours are just better. Hello, Happy New Year, and welcome to Episode 10 of Opinions Anonymous. I am Luke, and today I'm going to hand the episode off to three of the best in the podcast game. I'm really just kind of like an overprotective dad, making sure they don't screw anything up. But Andy is here. Andy, how are you? Very well. Thanks for asking. How are you? Good, thanks. Kyle is here. What's up, Kai? Hey, how's it going? Glad to be here. Good. And Rookie, back from hiatus. He hasn't been here in forever. How are you, Rookie? Well, I'm great to be able to join because I'm not fixing your fuck ups on the website anymore. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> great episode in store for you guys today. I'll let you guys kick it off. All right. Thanks, Luke. Uh, we're going to get things kicked off like we normally do with some emails here in a second. But first, Kyle, I think I think I heard about something exciting that happened to you this week. Do you want to share with the class? I will do my best to share this magical tale. So, as we all know, I have a gambling problem. Yes. Fair, just to set the scene. So, it happens to be this past Sunday, which was, what, the 30th? Yes, right? One of the last possible days I can be gambling in 2018, try, trying to go out with a bang. So, I wake up Sunday morning. Actually, it was more like Sunday at noon. I don't know if I got up in the morning, but still. It was around <laughs> noon. And I was like, I need to play some bets today. And so I log on, see some on the NFL. And as soon as I try to place a bet, the website crashes. And it doesn't allow me to get back on until like 1.30 when the 1 o'clock game has already started. So I'm like, shit, I got to make up for lost time. So I think I just bet, bet basically every 4 o'clock game in the night game. And I was like, eh, I did lose all of my money like the week before this doing this same thing with the NFL game. So maybe I shouldn't bet every single game. So instead, I just parlayed every game. And thought I'd see where it took me. And so, <laughs> so wait, 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 yes, wait. The question, question. <laughs> so in, you said uh, maybe I shouldn't bet every game this week. You said that to yourself, yes. but then you still bet every game this week in one parlay. But I mean, I didn't put money on every single game. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Like normally, right, in addition to my parlay, I would bet each individual section of the parlay as well because mm, that's just mm, what okay. I did. And I did that like two Sundays ago and lost every single game. And so it didn't end well. But that's all right. This, this is my redemption tale. So then finally, the, the four o'clock games start going. And so it's a seven-game parlay. Six of them are the four o'clock games and one's the night game. The four o'clock games were Cleveland Browns plus seven, Philadelphia Eagles minus seven, Chicago Bears straight up, Los Angeles Rams straight up, Los Angeles Chargers straight up. And then good old-fashioned Luke Cincinnati Bengals plus 14, biggest underdogs of the week. But I just knew they had something special brewing in them, and they sure did. They covered. <laughs> and so then it was, up, it was up to the Colts at the, the night game. And, I mean, everyone else, it was going to be a great game regardless because the Colts have to win to get in the playoffs. So I was, like, I, I was at dinner. My, my brother and mom came up to visit, and I was sitting there with them, and, like, I just wasn't saying anything. And they're like, why aren't you talking? I was like, because the Colts win. I'm going to win $800. This bet was risk 20 to win actually 869, which is great because then it's got 69 oh, too. But bet 20 to win $869. And by God, the Colts did it too. 
And I I still have the picture of it on my phone. I think it might be my. I don't even look at porn anymore. I just look at it and jerk off. It's spectacular. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so do you only jerk off to it because it's eight hundred and sixty nine? Like, does that have something to do with it? I mean, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> that so, is that's definitely yeah, the sexiest it, part. I even told Luke at family Christmas because like Luke had told me he wanted to play. He's like. Here, let's get on this game. So, I mean, if, if you if you tell me you are betting on a game, I will probably do it too, just because it's fun to cheer along with people. And maybe I'm just bad at dealing with peer pressure, but that's okay. So, Luke told me at Christmas, he was like, sorry, that pick didn't work out. I'm like, I'm out of money, Luke. Like, it's it's all gone. So, I don't know what okay. happened. I thought about it. For, I took a little Christmas break, a little a couple days off, and I was like, all right, let's get back into it. And by God, we're, we're in the green again. It's, it's I, don't, I don't know how, to, how else to say it. It's, it's great. Back like gangbusters, my man. What a what, what what a week for you. <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, indeed. All right. Well, wow. Thanks for sharing, Kyle, and congratulations. Um, Thank you. I think with on that note, we can jump into our our email section. You have an email. All right. So first email comes to us from Mark in Texas. He says, the Dallas Mavericks are trying to trademark a nickname one of their coaches gave to uh, rookie star Luka Doncic, the Matador. Okay. So first off, what does that nickname say about Luka? And second, what is the point of trademarking a nickname? Great question, Mark. I do think first off, the nickname the Matador obviously implies that he plays zero defense. Which is great. So he's all he's all about getting the ball in the hoop. He doesn't waste his time with trying to stop people. It's the NBA. You can't stop anyone. You just want to get the ball back in your hands and get that ball in the hoop. <laughs> it's the real. Uh, it's the the Andy playing pickup basketball strategy. It's just that defense doesn't matter. It's stupid. It's how basketball is meant to be played. Yeah, I don't think there's any other, really, any other way to take that rookie. Do you have anything? <laughs> any ideas? I, I mean. He, it just sounds like what movie is that where it's like El Matador? It means <laughs> the Matador. Oh man, out cold comes up all the time in this podcast. Yeah, it is. It's Spanish for the Matador. <laughs> <laughs> out cold, it comes back. Gosh, it comes back everywhere. That is a Decatur County thing. <laughs> When's that going to get a movie review from Luke? <laughs> Come on, we may never know. <laughs> But to your second question of the uh, point of trademarking a nickname, especially something like, I mean, I feel like the Matador is fairly common. It's literally just to make money. I mean, that's that's all it is. Is Just by selling license like gear is the only way you could make money. Because like we've said the Matador six times in this podcast. I don't think we have to pay him anything. I hope not. But I just got an email from Mark Cuban that says <laughs> I owe him $100,000. So I think you're wrong. <laughs> Guys, I think we have to make money on the podcast before we have to worry about it. But That's uh, true. They can sue us all they want. We ain't got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they can take all our student loan debt. Yeah. Yeah, have fun with that. <laughs> Anyways, so moving on to our next email. Nikolai from France emails in to tout about his research that he discovered the world's oldest woman was actually her younger daughter impersonating her so the family could avoid paying inheritance taxes. The woman claimed to be over 122 when she died, but it's believed that she really was just the daughter and was 99 when she died. 
ninety nine is still fucking old, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's pretty good. But I mean, you gotta yeah. you gotta feel bad for not for her not hitting triple digits. I mean, she lived as a right. hundred year old for uh, I'm guessing a long time. Do we know how long she was living as her quote unquote mother? So uh, she died be or with the belief that she was the mother. Um, or that everyone believed her. So this was oh, discovered God. after she Wait, died. What? <laughs> so this was this was a, a conspiracy by the family. They're just like, she doesn't have a goddamn clue who she is. Hey, mom, what's up? <laughs> but yeah, I, I read this whole thing, and it was it's it was just a whole scenario that Nikolai sent a link to. But I mean, what, would you ever impersonate one of your parents? Other than signing a report card, like in school, like I'm sure no one ever did. I certainly never had to do that because I had excellent grades uh, in in high school and elementary school. We're not gonna nerd. We don't really need to talk about anything, you know, post high school. Really, we won't we won't get into that. But <laughs> you had more report cards post high school than I did <laughs> by by a, a pretty substantial number, if I had to guess. <laughs> a few semesters. And they can't take that away from me. You worked hard for those. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, in terms of, well, it depends on on what the, uh, I guess, what the benefit is for me. If I'm invo- avoiding a huge number of inheritance taxes, then yeah, maybe I am my dad all of a sudden. <laughs> well, would you just walk in and pretend to be Doc one day and just start working on animals just because you can? Well, yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to keep up, yeah. keep up the illusion. At least explore around a little bit. Yeah, I think it's it's well established on this podcast that I've been a part of many animal medical procedures, whether I should have been or not. So I feel like I've got the experience from a from a young age, even. If I ever get curious about what the inside of a cat looks like, I know who to go to. <laughs> that's that's right. That sounds wrong on so many levels. Hey, anyway, that's what we do here. All right, so let's move on to our our next email. We've got one in from Matthew, who uh, also from Texas. Hmm. He asks, did you guys see the face-off between Bevo the Longhorn and Ugga the Georgia Bulldog at the Sugar Bowl this year? Kyle, did you happen to see this little face-off? I did, and I I don't know what they expected to happen. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, it's a, a... it's this giant bull and then a little bulldog. I mean, it's probably going to get curious and check it out. I mean, thankfully see, nobody was harmed, but yeah, my favorite part about it was the things they were like, they had the uh, Bevo pinned in with were like the little metal, like gates that separate like a parader out from the street. And right. he just like, he just bold like charged right through him. There was, it was he might have been might as well have been just standing like an inch away from that that bulldog with nothing in between them because it was like there was no one there there's like four guys trying to hold him back too which was i think my yeah. favorite part because they're like shit 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 <laughs> just takes watch off, the fear in their eyes i will say i never expected that that fat little bulldog to be able to move quite as quickly as it did to get oh, away from that charging bull got out of there yeah, he, he got out of the way. He knew yes. it was good for him. Yes, he did. And Texas ended up winning the game. So I think you can say that there was a direct correlation in strength of mascot to winning the game. 
<laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. That intimidation factor really must have, that must have had a huge effect on the Georgia sideline. Yeah. <laughs> Their mascot kicks our mascot's ass. But I've, I've really, so I've been, I've been fascinated by the idea of the like live animal mascot <laughs> for a really long time. And right. I, like, because I think they, like, I'm sure they get treated really well on a daily basis, but I, it, it's really uncomfortable. This is a for tough transition from just talking about how you've seen so many animals, like, cut up. Mm, mm. Well, no, <laughs> it's not. About where this is going. I'm, fine with I'm totally fine with that. Okay. No, cool, but cool. I think, like, like, imagine how that, like, that dog maybe is okay with thousands of screaming fans around it because dogs, you know, interact well with people and on a regular basis, but a cow like surrounded by a hundred thousand fans and like having cameras in its face and flashes and all this other stuff. Like that can't be easy for that cow. That must be a horrible existence for that thing. So I just found the, the, video and i watched it and that's why i was kind of <laughs> laughing if you heard me who the hell thought this was a good idea like in no yeah, way shape or form right? just bringing a full-size bull into a football stadium makes sense <laughs> i mean they, they do that for every game they do it everywhere i think it's long like overdue is yeah. life that bad in the South that you just are okay with getting trampled by a bull at a football game as long as it puts you out of your misery? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Well, but here's the thing. That's not even really the worst one because Colorado, I think, has like an actual – they're yeah. the buffaloes. They have an actual buffalo yeah. that they – It's and it's not like how Bevo is where he just kind of like hangs out in like a pen and mm. supposed to stay still. They like run that thing around the field. And I'm like, I can't believe that it hasn't murdered people before. <laughs> It's just like a huge full size buffalo and like two guys running near it to try to like hurt it, I guess. <laughs> Man, recipe for disaster. I can't wait till Colorado plays, I don't know, another, I, I guess, Georgia. They're the only one I know of that has like a <laughs> tiny little animal. Maybe does Maryland have like a live turtle? That would be a pretty good showdown. <laughs> All right. I think that pretty much does it for emails this week. And, you know, while we're on the topic of, of bowl games and sports in general, it's time for a very, a very sporty edition of the Master Debaters. So this week we have some great end of the game scenarios that we're going to debate. You know, we've all we've all been there. Our team, or you know, Kyle in your case, the team or teams that you're betting on, they're in a tight game. Yep. They have the option to do something that makes total sense to you. You think would help them win the game, but for whatever reason, the coach goes the other way with it. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. We're going to talk about those scenarios. So first up, this is one that I've uh, that has been relevant in the news, I think, uh, recently, especially this past season. So in football, you are you are faced with the option to you've scored a touchdown to bring the game within one point. You're faced with the option to either kick the extra point, tie the ball game up. And we're we're supposing that this is, you know, late in the game last, let's say, three, two or three minutes left in the fourth quarter. So you can either kick the extra point, tie, try to get to overtime, or you can go for two to try to get the win. Where do you guys stand on this? Which would you rather do? I think that every time I would rather my team go for two in the win. Every time. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's different when you added that you said there's like three minutes left in the game. Then is it weird that I think I'd, if it's like last second, like this is the last play of the game, go for two. 
I think that I think that's probably the better way to look at it, Kyle. Let's say this is, you know, less than it's either the last play of the game or less than 10 seconds yeah. left or what have you. Do you yeah, go for so two like to, three, to win or do you go overtime? If it's like that, then yes. Like three minutes left, I'm like, we could go for two, get this, and then they could still go kick a field goal and we lose. And that's a pretty big waste of a two-point conversion. Good so, point, yep. If, but if it's the last play of the game, go for two every time. I will be okay with losing that way because you're going for the win. Rookie, your thoughts? I'm going to... I'm going to take somewhat of an opposite stance and just say, I, I think you kick, you kick every time you take your chances in overtime. And even if you do have enough time that they have, they can possibly go to back down the field and kick a field goal. I mean, even if you got two points, you're risking it. So rather take the, what I would hope is more of a sure thing and at least guarantee yourself a spot in overtime. Mm, okay. So I, I, I get that point of view. I, I think I kind of I'm going to split it down the middle a little bit. I think the reason that you go for two is if you are if you're an underdog and you just brought it within one, you don't want to go to overtime and try to play another a, another period, another couple periods against a, a team that's superior to you. Or if you are a maybe you're not necessarily an underdog, maybe a close matchup and you're on the road. I think you go for two. If you're the home team, if you've got the advantage in, in talent, if you've got that sort of advantage going for you, I think you're pretty safe to go to kick the extra point to tie and say, okay, we we know we're better than this team or we have the home crowd behind us. We're going to go to overtime. But I mean, I, that said, I'm not going to stop any, I'm not going to be mad at anybody for going for two because it's just it, it, the mentality is too, it's just like gunslinger mentality. Like, fuck you guys. We're going to go for the win. Right. It's, you seem like a gunslinger, Andy. <laughs> well, and this is this is a little a little away from my normal stance towards kicking in general in football, which is I would never do it if I would, if it was my team. I would I would go for two every time. But it, there are of course exceptions to every rule, so I think this is this is maybe one of them. All right, moving on from football, we're going to jump into basketball this time. So in this situation. Your your team is actually the team that's in the lead. Um, there's let's say let's say there's ten seconds left in the in regulation, maybe fifteen, and the other team has the ball. You are up three. The other team has the ball, getting ready to inbound. Question is, do you foul and send them to the line where they can, you know, within reason only score two points, or do you let it play out and let them maybe get the to get a shot at to take a three to tie the game. This one is it eats me up because like I I want to say that I if there's 15 seconds left you foul when they get to like seven or eight and you just do it every time. But for some reason that makes me way more worried than just the last second shot and I have no idea why. So so you're saying if it's if it's less than like three seconds you don't or five seconds. Yeah, I think anything under like five, you don't try to foul because you don't know when they're going to shoot, and it's probably going to be a shooting foul. Mm -hmm. okay. With ten, you know, like okay, they have to dribble the ball up the floor, and I could probably foul him before he's going to shoot the ball. Okay, but yeah, I I don't know, but for some for some reason, I it, I just I want to get behind it, but I can't. I don't know. So this is one that so basketball is one of the few sports that I actually mostly understand, um, and this is <laughs> but this is. <laughs> I'll be the first to admit it, but this is this is one that always pisses me off because I've always been under the assumption that if you're winning, you don't foul. 
Mm-hmm. But I can see the thought of wanting to stop the clock so that way you can or stop the clock or even make them go shoot two free throws versus getting a three point shot. But I I would I would go more towards don't do it than you do. Um because you never know what's gonna happen out of that because you could uh I mean, obviously, worst case, they could go down and make one, miss the other, get their own rebound, get a three, and then you lose anyways. Uh, so I, I'm going to go with no. Don't foul. See, like, even okay. listening to rookies say it, they're like, I think I'm a guy that says, oh, we should foul them, because they have way more things have to happen for us to lose if we foul them. But just yeah, that's watching them play on. out makes me, way, ma- makes me way more nervous than a last-second shot, and I don't know why. It's like I can talk myself into thinking that, that fouling up three is the right thing to do. And like statistically it is. But for some reason, mm-hmm. I, I just can't. Tra- Maybe it's because all I watch is college basketball. And I don't trust college kids to make that kind of smart play. <laughs> well, I don't trust college kids to make the front end of that, those free throws. So <laughs> True. I'm, uh, True. I'm, I'm on, <laughs> on the fouling I hear you there. here regardless of the time. Obviously, you have to be very, very careful with with how you do it if they're ca- if they catch the mm-hmm. ball like on the three-point line if they have like a side out of bounds maybe they catch the ball at the three-point line you probably don't want to foul there because like kyle like you said right. could be a shooting foul you could give them three free throws instead of a bad shot but i think any time up until that even if there's no, you know no time on the clock i think you try to foul send them to the line and trust that your odds of getting a defensive rebound or at least you know, running the clock out on that defensive rebound after the made shot is better than someone making a last second three pointer, regardless of how how well you cover it. Right. I mean, how many times have we seen freaking Ray Allen in those in the the Miami Heat finals that one year against uh, who are they Spurs. playing that year? Spurs. Right. Right. Not that that was yeah. the exact same situation, but. You see shots, just crazy three-pointers like that. Steph Curry does it probably every other game, I think. I don't watch a lot of Warriors, but <laughs> seems to do that a lot. You just, I feel like, especially in like in the modern game of basketball where everybody's where shooting, shooting is at a premium. Everybody wants to shoot threes. You can't let them take that shot. Shoot or shoot, that's right. Shoot or shoot. All right, moving on. Next sport, baseball. Okay, so... In this situation, we're going to talk about using your closer. When do you use them? Do you put them in in maybe an earlier inning high leverage situation where maybe you've got some runners on base, um, something like that, where instead of bringing in a middle reliever who's worse to get out of that jam, you bring in your best possible pitcher? Or do you save them for the final outs of the game, the ninth inning, and hope that they can, they can close out an entire entire inning for you? So I'm the dumbass, so I'll go first. Um, go I think it. in in general, whether this is uh, your pitcher in baseball or any other sport, you should play play the people that you need at the time you need it, and not not hold them back for the what if later in the game. So, like the people that will pull, uh, like back to basketball, the people that or the coaches that'll pull someone out in the second quarter, like of a high school game. Um, or maybe two fouls before half in college uh, because or because you have two fouls by then, you still have three fouls to give, and you don't know whether you're going to get any more or not. So why pull them out if they're doing good? So in this situation, I would say if you know that you need that person, pull, or pull them in because you don't know what the end of the game is going to bring. 
I absolutely love that take, Rookie. And I actually, I like your point about, you know, sitting a guy on the bench when he's got fouls in basketball too. These are two things that I've for a long time never, like never understood why people do it. I think it's just convention. Maybe, maybe what like these baseball teams need, they need a guy like you, Rookie, who maybe doesn't necessarily know the old conventions of the game, but just is seeing it with fresh eyes, right? Rookie, are, I can see if the Reds are hiring this year. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm overqualified for that. <laughs> Rude. Rude. Kyle, what, do you, what do you have on this one, Kyle? That's what I was going to say is that I've never really witnessed too many high pressure, like high stakes baseball games because we're Reds fans, but yeah. that's okay. <laughs> Nonetheless, if, if I'm imagining what I would do in this situation, I'd, yeah, I'd put him in when they need him, like especially closers. The idea that you're a major league pitcher and can only get three outs is crazy. You should be able to get more than three outs if you're a major league pitcher. I don't care if you're the quote unquote closer. Get like the last nine outs. That's an ultimate close. Why just the last three? Yeah, I think actually to it all kind of goes back to the stat like a a save, right? Which is like mm-hmm. this very specific set of rules to qualify for the save. And for the longest time, closers have been judged on how many saves they have in a season. But like, right. like you said, and, and I think if you if you get more than six outs to close a game, like it doesn't, the score doesn't have to be as close to qualify for a save. I don't know the exact rule, but I think that's what's what holds a lot of people back is that the closer is going to get mad if he goes in in like the fifth inning and doesn't have the opportunity right. for a save because when he goes out for his next contract, he's going to be like, Oh, that's one less save I didn't get. So I, I think that has a lot to do with it. But if uh, I, I didn't watch a lot of baseball this year, but I'm pretty sure some of those teams started to, warm up to that trend a little bit, um, especially in like the postseason and stuff like that. So maybe we'll see some more of that going forward. All right. Uh, next one, we've got hockey. And this is all about the strategy of when to pull your goalie. So to explain that a little bit, if you guys aren't huge hockey guys, um, in hockey, you can, you've got uh, five players on the ice plus a goalie at all times. So technically six players on the ice. You have the option to pull your goalie out of the net, send him to the bench, and then bring on another uh, another offensive player, basically, to you know try to outnumber your opponents on the other end, get a get a score. A lot of teams do this very late in the game um, when they're down like one or two, just because they're like, well, if we don't score now, then then it's over. Doesn't matter if we don't have anyone in the net. If they score another goal, we're already down anyway. So we've got to try to put some points on the board, but. How early would you want to do this? Or are there game situations where you would try to do this previous to the end of the game? I just got to start off by saying I'm never a fan of pulling out anything. So we're, that's where we're going to be. But it's- oh, wow. I was, was going to make, make a don't pull the goalie, but damn, do it there. <laughs> All right. Thanks for sticking around, folks. We appreciate you. And. Um, Honestly, though, uh, my, my real take is the exact opposite. I think they should just pull their goalie the whole time. Why not see where it gets you? <laughs> Once again, it goes back to like, if you're a bad team, screw it. Because like, obviously I get that like, goals do get scored on you at the end of games when you don't have your goalie in there. But like, at what rate? Like, Would it be worth it to try for a game? Because you're on offense the whole time. That other team's just going to be shooting the puck back to the other end. Yeah, I think this is another one that kind of centers around people using a little more analytics to... like find out how to strategize for sports because 
in I, I don't know how long, like the, the past five, 10 years or whatever, people pull their goalie earlier and earlier and earlier into the game because we're like working, you said, we're working towards my perfect scenario. It's just going to be puck drop, pull the goalie. They'll be out there for the opening face off. And then, but as soon as, as soon as that face off is one, pull them. I would love it. Just all offense. Scores <laughs> would be like 40 to 40. Oh, be great. Rookie, are you a, I don't know if you're a hockey guy or not, but do you have any thoughts on this one? So I've watched exactly one hockey game in my life. Um, so basically, yeah, I'm a hockey fan. Um, but well, I think lucky for you in our world, that makes you qualified to have an opinion on it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it goes back to my point earlier. So kind of of the, you don't know what's going to happen. And to me, that's, I don't know. I th- I think that if you have the ability to defend your goal, I think you should because you never know, even with your your five players, uh, if they come and score on you, one goal against you in that case is going to be worse than just scoring one goal for you. So I would say you want to still defend against people scoring on you. Um, okay, so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my two cents in on this really quick. Uh, I think you it, if you're down, it, depending on how much you're down, that's when you start earlier and earlier. If you're down like three, then just like second half of the third period, you just start pulling your goalie every time you have it in the offensive zone. Uh, end of if you've got it in the offensive zone, end of a period, pull your goalie. Why not try to get an extra guy down there and just get some get some bodies in front of the, their goalie and get some shots on goal. I really like the idea. It's, you know, I don't know how many empty net goals are actually scored on average, but, you know, throw an extra offensive guy out there. Tons of scores, goals are scored on power plays. So just give yourself a free power play without a penalty. All right. Do we have any other sports we want to talk about here? Yeah, I have one, and this is a, a different take on the same question. So the end of a sports game, this isn't necessarily a choice that a player or a coach makes, but what you consider the appropriate ending to a golf tournament. So sometimes there's a tie and whether that be first place or 10th place, and there's different ways that they handle a tie. So sometimes that's a sudden death playoff. Sometimes they go back on the scorecard. So this is less prevalent in professional sports and more so in amateur uh, but they'll go back on the scorecards. They'll start on number 18 and they'll go hole by hole until they have one. And then I've seen just the back nine score used. Uh, so ro- and- rookie, I'm sorry. I don't want to, don't want to interrupt you, but I don't really, I don't understand as much of what you're saying about going back on the card. So d- can you explain that a little more in layman's terms maybe? Yeah. So, um, so sudden death, you get that, right? So you're going to go yes. back and play certain number of holes. So going back on the card, uh, essentially you, do a sudden death with your scores you already have. You start with hole 18 and you take the scores. And if you tied, then you go back to 17 and you go until someone beats someone on a hole. Okay. Okay. I get it. So where that really gets to be kind of screwy though, is in a lot of tournaments, you have a shotgun start, which means every person starts on a different hole. So you could be starting that going back on the card on one person's fourth hole where they're just getting started. And then you start on someone else's 18th hole where they've had, you know, many holes to kind of get in the swing of things. Um, and then the back nine score is just in an 18 hole match. Sometimes instead of going that hole by hole, they'll just say uh, before they even do that, they'll say, 
did one of these people score better on the back nine holes? If so, they win. Okay. I, okay. I, I get all of those now. I've, I'm going to lean more towards the, the sudden death playoff. I think that makes the most sense going back on the card and well, and your back nine score. I, that takes into account a little too much of like the differences in each hole. Like if say the, the two guys that are tied, the one of them, started out really well and then just kind of like was average towards the end. And then the other guy was more average towards the start and then just came on super, super hot at the end. Then they still ended up with the same overall score, but you're going to reward the guy who kind of slow played and just played well at the end when I don't know, that might just the back nine may be more advantageous to his style of game than the front nine was. Maybe that's it. So I think you have to put them on a whole by whole basis and just make them actually play against each other. That makes the most sense to me. Cousin Kyle, any input? Um, yeah, I'm not a huge golf guy. I think it's been noted on here, but I think that <laughs> overtimes are always the most exciting when they come to an abrupt end. So I think, yeah, it should just be playing one on one versus the whole, like one on one, not versus the whole, but one on one on a hole. And then whoever, <laughs> yeah, the first person to win a hole wins. <laughs> Versus the hole. Versus the hole, yeah. It's the two I'm golfers going, versus the hole in in a handicap match. And I'm going back to happens. your pulling out comment the hole and it just I'm having bad bad <laughs> So I mean just it's alright. I, I get it. I get it. I also agree that sudden death is the most equitable. Um however I know sometimes they going back on nine or, or going back on the card or nine, back nine hole score done just for the sake of time. And I think that that's appropriate as long as it's announced ahead of time, because I've also played in tournaments where they've not said how they're going to do the playoffs or whether they're going to do that. And then they just make something up and it, <laughs> that is insane. That, yeah. So <laughs> people do that. I wish every sport was like that. We didn't know how overtime was going to be. They just make something up every time. <laughs> There's just like a, a random generator for how overtime works. It's like, oh, I guess we got college rules in the NFL for this game. It's, or it's just like a Mad Lib. You just have people throw together like random nouns and verbs and pronouns and whatever it ends up being. That's how we're doing overtime this time. Well, the Super Bowl ended up in a uh, a, a penalty kick style uh Ending where the field goal kickers were just taking turns going back and forth until somebody missed. Yeah, you know, that like doesn't have to do with the sport. That like, was kind of awesome. The NBA champ, like the NCAA championship basketball, was decided by which team could catch a, catch a greased up hog first. It's just how it worked this time, folks. Was- <laughs> <laughs> I actually get rid of all the other playoff or uh, not playoff overtime scenarios and just I think replace any of them with the the greased up hog. <laughs> yeah, it changed the dynamic of every team. It'd be great. <laughs> Didn't we just talk about having live animals at sporting events and how horrible we, we the found idea is? We did. <laughs> we found, yeah, that's right. We found the appropriate scenario. You have to catch the other team's <laughs> mascot. And PETA just officially unfollowed us on Twitter. I'm surprised they followed us to begin with. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> they were trying to keep an eye on my crazy war stories of uh, being the son of a veterinarian, I think. <laughs> They're trying. They're trying to figure out which veterinarian it is. <laughs> they're narrowing it down. My last name has never been used on this podcast. Nope, we're anonymous. No, never. It's in the name. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff for master debaters. There, guys. Very well done. Um, I think this is the place where we would normally do. I think we'd normally do Luke's movie news here, but he's not really here, so I don't know if we're. Should we? Do we just get a skip on past this in the notes, or, or what's the the scenario here? 
don't answer. What's that sound? Don't What's that sound? I've got a big blinking red light on my uh, my dashboard here. We got a call. It's, it's probably a spam call. Don't do it. I'm going to answer. Opinions Anonymous. Are you there, caller? Yeah. Hey, it's Luke. Yeah. Luke. Wow. Luke calling in. Uh, how's everybody doing? Good. Oh, man, we're we're doing pretty well here. We were, you know, we were actually just we were in the the spot where we would do your movie news this week, but we oh. were just going to kind of pass steamroll past that this week since yeah. you weren't here. But looks like you're maybe just in time. Yeah, why don't we talk about it a little bit? So, uh, end of the year, right? We're we're going through. It's starting 2019. So, why don't we talk about the best movies of 2018 and maybe the you know not so best movies? So. Uh, who wants to start? Does anybody want to start and give the their favorite movie they watched in 2018? I would love to start. I would love to get this kicked off. I don't think this will probably come as much of a shock to anybody. Uh, I've, I've actually got, I've got, well, a top one and a couple honorable mentions here. But uh, my top movie of the year was something I've been waiting for for a long time. Avengers Infinity War. Of course. Of course. What else course. could a guy like me go with? So that was a great movie. I did have a couple honorable mentions. I really liked uh, Black Panther, of course. I think we talked about that on the old podcast as well. And Mission Impossible Fallout. I actually just saw that recently, and it was really good. I was kind of all in on action movies this year. So those were those were probably my top three for the year. Great call. Anybody else? Yeah, so I would say my top three uh, this year would be Deadpool 2, for sure. Um, Ready Player One. I absolutely loved the loved the book and the movie was was great. And uh, last but not least, Incredibles Two. It was it was awesome. Wow, that, I, I just want to say that came in pretty low on my official Disney rankings. <laughs> it's true. Uh, it definitely. I mean, it was it was bottom half for sure. I know, but I I don't know how you can hate the Incredibles like. And they left well, so you can, much. You can not watch that movie. I guess that's maybe why. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if I had to replace that to be to live up to Andy's standards, then my next one <laughs> would be uh, Black Panther. Ah, nice, rookie. We're we're kind of uh, in alignment with those couple of superhero movies, huh? Yeah, Ready Player yeah. One. I expected to come from Andy. I actually have not seen that movie, so maybe it would be in my in my top group. But uh, yeah, I'll have to catch up on it. Kyle, you've watched anything in 2018 worth talking about? I know you're not a big movie guy. You... It is at this exact moment that I'm realizing I don't think I watched any movies that came out in 2018. I'm dead serious. Yeah. <laughs> I just Googled like movies that came out in 2018. I've not seen a single one of them. I've heard about them, obviously, and I've like been through their internet fandom, but I don't think I've seen any of them. Kyle's top movie of this year was Out Cold. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is, like, dumbfounding me. <laughs> I'm not too far away. When I looked at 2018 movies, I was shocked at how little I've seen of actual movies that came out in 2018. Mm -hmm. And the reason why, I watched one movie, I think, in theater this year. That's yeah. it. So, it, if, they don't, if they don't come in theater, then I got to wait for them to go through that whole process and come to a streaming service or Redbox. So, I, I do have a couple, though, that I'd like to share with you guys. The best movie from 2018 that I watched was Bird Box. Uh, so Netflix original. There's a review available online, opinionsanonymous.com. I, I read that. It, make, it makes me think about watching it, but sadly it will not be in 2018. Yeah. I, I will have to watch it in 2019. <laughs> so, Luke, before you go to other movies, are you one of the dumbasses that are doing the Bird Box Challenge? 
Absolutely not. I, what, I don't understand why people the, can't just let movies go. So the Bird Box Challenge, for those of you that are unfamiliar with it, is quite literally... So the premise of the movie is you have to be blindfolded or you will die, essentially. I haven't seen it, but that's that's the gist. <laughs> but so these people are blindfolding themselves and just walking around in public. And people are getting hurt, obviously, falling into oh, shit and running my. into shit and about getting hit by cars. And Netflix tweeted something like... Yes. A, was like, I can't believe we actually have to say this, but don't walk around blindfolded. <laughs> so I, I thought maybe that was something uh did in his basement when he was home alone, like just trying to figure out if he could do it. I didn't know that was like a, a YouTube challenge or anything like that. I, I just always put on a blindfold before I leave the house so I don't make eye contact with any of the scores of homeless guys that live right across from my apartment. It's really just a social strategy. <laughs> that too. Oh no, that's just that's what girls do when I'm around. <laughs> Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> all right, all right. Enough about that. Some honorable mentions for 2018 for best movies. I have Game Night, which I think is actually a little underrated. Uh, Braven, which I believe there's a movie review out there. When We First Met, Acts of Violence, and the only movie I did see in theater, A Quiet Place. <clears throat> so A Quiet Place and Bird Box, kind of the, uh, those are two with pretty similar themes am i right again didn't see either of them but just yeah, putting two and two together there's a third movie called hush that inspired a meme uh so hush a, a lady is deaf actually and um there's a killer stalking her so it it kind of brings the a new type of film to the horror genre of mm-hmm. you know really trusting your senses so one's obviously eyesight one is um I, I guess sort of hearing and the other one is just hearing in terms of being deaf. So uh, yeah, it, an interesting genre. And I seem to like that. Mm-hmm. So on the other side of the spectrum, while we're here, let's talk about the worst movies in 2018. Anybody watch anything that was just brutally awful? What was that one called? Triangle? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Not a 2018 movie. <laughs> I watched it in 2018, and I still can't forget it. I watched a lot of shitty movies in 2018, <laughs> but that's just because I, I didn't have a penchant for watching shitty movies. I don't think any of them came out in 2018. Uh, I, I do have one to mention, though. The worst one that I actually saw this year was a movie. It's a Netflix original, I believe. It's called Apostle. And going into it, like I saw the previews on Netflix and it looked pretty, pretty interesting. It's like a period piece and it's supposed to be kind of like a, like a horror suspense type thing. And I watched the entire thing and it was, I'm going to say boring and weird and just not exciting at all. So that gets a a big two thumbs down (laughs) from me. Yeah. Yeah. It really didn't accomplish what it set out to do. Very similar, Andy, for me, The Open House, I watched on Netflix as well, and it was just brutal. So that one takes the worst movie of the year for me and a couple other very bad movies. The Beast of Burden uh, was very bad, and The Hurricane Heist, which also has a movie review out there, opinionsanonymous.com, if you want to read why it was so horrible. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of movies in 2018. Some good, some bad, and you know, I just just wanted to call in and say, here's to 2019 and a lot more movies. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Luke. Appreciate you calling in to join us here 
for a little while in the middle of the podcast. And, you know, just like you said, can't wait for us to get into 2019. Uh, I think we had all had a pretty good holiday. Is that right, guys? Kyle, rookie, you guys had okay holidays? Yeah, yeah I think it was pretty good. Good. All right. So that brings us to our, our next segment this week. In celebration of the new year, we're going to talk about our resolutions for 2019. So we're going to get started here. Where should we start? Where should we start? <laughs> oh, another red flashing light on my console here. I'm going to answer. Opinions Anonymous. Caller, are you there? Yeah. Hey, it's, it's Luke. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Luke. Wow. He's back. How you been? You know, I, I not too bad. How are you guys? You know, most people take days off as leave us the hell alone. <laughs> yeah. Just calling to check on you guys. You doing okay? Yeah, yeah. Things are things are going well. We we're actually we're getting ready to talk about our our New Year's resolutions. Why, why don't you stick around a while and, and join us? Yeah, you mind if I I jump in and I'll tell you about some of my personal resolutions for 2019? Please. The first one on my list, I feel like it's there a lot, but uh, get in better shape and eat a little healthier. It seems like it's always on there every yeah. year. That's a good one. Should probably be pretty universal. Um, I, I agree with you, though. Happens a lot. My second one is, uh, you know, we used to have a, a segment about my movies and stuff, but I, maybe you did away with that. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of us used to have segments, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Watch 200 movies. It, that that might be a stretch. I don't know, but wow. uh, maybe maybe 150. I, I'm going for 200, so uh, I'm I'm going to make a run at this one. You got this. That's a big number. Now, does that put you at? Would that put you at a thousand reviewed movies on IMDb? If I remember right, you had like 700 some the last time I checked in on it. Yeah, it's going to be really close. Uh, next one is going to be golf. Maybe a little bit more. I want to get a little better at golfing. You guys, if you guys ever talked about golf on the podcast, uh, hardly ever, yeah, hardly yeah, ever. Yeah. Definitely didn't have a segment. I never knew what to, what to do if, if like two players tied. I don't know. Weird. <laughs> anyway, uh, see friends more, I think is a good one. Uh, I would like to see you guys maybe a little bit more in 2019. And the last one, last one on my list is one that I really am striving for, really going to try to do in 2019. Uh, I'm I'm going to try to lose my virginity. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Wait, what? Yeah, I'm, no, I'm no math whiz here. It should have been on the top of my list. I know. But... <laughs> Tough look. Tough look for Luke. Well, those are those are all pretty good ones, uh, Kyle. Rookie, which one of you guys has has some resolutions that you want to share? I think really my number one is similar to Luke's: the get in better shape, eat healthier. So in the second half of last year, I lost a decent amount of weight, and I'd like to continue that. So uh, continue doing that, um, and then I I, I think I'm going to agree with the see friends more, um, especially the second part of this year. I'll be married, and we'll be living you know, away from, uh, I mean, not away, like an hour away. So just making sure I make time to hang out with people. Luke, do you maybe have some adv advice for rookie once he's married to seeing your friends more? It, my first advice for rookie is to get some friends. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Oh. <laughs> what a Yikes. mean caller. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I'm sorry. It shouldn't be mean to the, to the host. <laughs> 
I have no Let's good see. advice. Opinionsanonymous.com. <laughs> Delete. Oh. Well, Kyle, do you have any that you uh, that you want to tell us about? Trying to think if these are podcast appropriate. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. I, I hope not. <laughs> podcast appropriate. Just talking about jerking off to the number 69 earlier. It's true. Thanks for listening, Mom. I love you. <laughs> I, I'm glad that uh, I just invited a ton of people from uh, I know. I just did the same thing, like Rookie. You know, I'm starting to think how much I want to say this, though. I'm just... <laughs> Nah, so oh, it can't be that. Bad. Some real resolutions would be obviously yeah, everybody saying eat better, get in shape. Um, one that I want to do though is I think I just want to start like going on trips, even if I don't have anybody to go with. I'm I just want to go, just go start seeing places. Good call, Kyle. I'll travel with you any day. <sighs> I know I can count on you that I can <laughs> that I can get time off from work for. And time off from the podcast. That's maybe. how it works. So I think rather than waiting for people to go with me, I'm just going to start going on trips. Very nice. Well, I have a few that I had in, in mind as well. I found that if I don't make them pretty specific, I have a hard time sticking with them. So I'm trying to be real specific here. First one, this is just a thing that I'm going to do. Already signed up. I'm going to run the Flying Pig Half Marathon. Uh, I've already run the full, so half marathon shouldn't be a big deal. It's in May, but kind of been off the running game for the past couple of months. So I'm going to get back into it and run that in May. Really excited about it. Good for you. Thanks. So in addition to that, I am also, uh, as part of the training, I'm decided I'm going to just take an Excel spreadsheet and track every mile that I run this year. So distance, time how I feel afterwards and where I ran. I've got this this spreadsheet so I can kind of look back and see, you know, where my when my best times are, what my progress is like. And on top of that, I'm going to do that an average 20 miles per week, which I look back on that figure and realize it doesn't sound like a lot. But uh, two days ago, I went out and ran three miles and I was like, oh, yeah, that'll be a good start to the week. And I don't think I'm going to be able to run for three or four more days. Uh, because I'm very sore. So that 20 miles per week, that's going to be a yearly average. I don't think I'm going to hit that every week for quite some time. The nerd in me is loves that, right? Like, I'd love to just see your spreadsheet. I would yeah. do the same thing, but mine would be like, uh, ran half mile, puked, and felt really bad. <laughs> I got real into that when you mentioned a spreadsheet as well. It, it really piqued my interest. So let us know. Let us know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe let me get a peek at that. Yeah, we'll post a screenshot on Twitter of the uh, the number one. It's pretty good. It's like three and a half miles, like thirty some odd minutes, and the note, the feeling on it is a one, a, a two out of five, and the note is left knee sore at mile two. So a really, a uh, really banner start to the the run tracker. Uh, next thing I'm going to do, I want to read twenty five books this year. I feel like that's a pretty good number. It's about two a month, a little over. I think it's pretty attainable as long as I'm realistic about the books I'm reading. I'm not like whipping out the Bible or something <laughs> like that, trying to get through that. That's we all know that's not going to happen. Hey, if you read any books that were made to, into movies, shoot them over. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Synergy. Well, this I, is what we need. Good stuff. I, I was going to say, make sure you read Ready Player One before you watch the movie. Ah, ah, it's good note. It, it is very, very good. About two birds, one stone with that. Thanks for the tip, Rook. All right, uh, a couple more. I am weaning myself off of drinking soda, and I'm going to move to drinking tea instead. So I'm, not, I'm probably not going to totally quit because like restaurants and stuff like that, it can be a little more difficult. But uh, my target is by the end of March, 
Um, I'm, I'm not going to drink soda throughout the week, except for very, very special occasions. I'm only going to drink tea or green tea of some sort. And then the last one, I think this is, this is a no brainer. This is the over under on this is maybe 52, but I want to podcast 45 times this year. Big goal for me. So I will, uh, I'll be seeing you guys 44 more times after this. Hell yeah. That was great. Speaking of the podcast, I mean, do you think we should have some podcast goals? Yeah. Oh, I think definitely. I think that's a great idea. Did you did you have some in mind, Luke? Well, yeah. Let, let's get to let's talk some commitment, right? You're going to commit oh, to 45 episodes. Ooh. I'm going to <laughs> not that kind of commitment, okay. Kyle. Ooh. All right, I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm just going to go out here and say it. I'm going to do 365 blogs. That's one. A, that's one a day for you people out there. Dang. Wow. Dang, big time. Not going to be easy, but I'm going to do it. Uh, how about a 1,000 Facebook followers? If you're listening right now and you do not follow us or like our page on Facebook, please do so. It would be a lot of fun. Mm. 75 iTunes ratings? Yeah. Hey, if you're listening right now and you haven't rated us on five stars, of course, on iTunes, you should go do that. I think those are feasible goals, right? Yeah. Do you know where we stand on each of those? Maybe we shouldn't reveal that. Lie yes. on air. That's probably yes. a bad idea. No, no, but no, no let's do. do. Let's do. 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 Oh, okay. Call them out. <laughs> we, as of the beginning of this recording, were at ninety-one Facebook followers. We are now right. at one forty-nine. Me and Rookie been playing wow. work. Look at you guys listening. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We, I know, Luke. I know you called in, but <laughs> yeah. are we broadcasting live right now? <laughs> we are, is, is basically <laughs> something I didn't know. I just want everyone to know out there if you've liked if you liked our Facebook page within this episode, you very well have done it live. <laughs> Do you have? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, nine iTunes ratings currently. All right, a ways to go on on both of those. It seems, uh, you know, if I remember right, we had we did it on the old podcast. We had well over a thousand followers on Twitter for like a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, that I was think. the most bizarre thing ever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's weird how we turned so many people off in such a short time frame. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't even have any comments for that. Shout out to our former international fan base. (laughs) (laughs) They were all totally legit people. (laughs) One accident in India and they all disappeared. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Do we have anything else for the podcast that we that we want to talk about? Actually, you know what, Luke, in the spirit of your 365 blogs this year, I'm going to commit to writing... 45 blogs this year. Hell yeah. That's about one a week. (laughs) feel that's a little more attainable for me. From rookie, I would have accepted three, six, or five. (laughs) If any amount of four. (laughs) Fine. I I commit to, or I will commit to 20 blogs. Okay. Okay. Love it. All right. But I think, I think as a, as a podcast, I think we should commit to a minimum of one episode per week, even if that means that, you know, we might be say, I know sometimes we get around the holidays and we just say, Hey, we're not doing this week. So I think we need to make a commitment that we are going to get our loyal, loyal followers a new episode Preach, every baby. Monday. And our lawyer followers as well. <laughs> <laughs> a lawyer follower yes. would be great. Those are some great podcast resolutions. I think we've got it. I think we've got those in the bag. We we are definitely going to 
to knock those out. But how long do we think our personal ones will last? I'm, I, I try to be realistic on these, but what do you guys think about yours? I, I, Maybe a better question is how long do you normally last with your resolutions? Because we're all going to hold each other accountable and get our, our resolutions. I'm glad you said with your resolutions. <laughs> you got three guys sweating. <laughs> so I'll go first. Uh, the eating healthier and uh, working out more. Again, I didn't give a specific number because I, well, I haven't figured out exactly what I want my specific number to be, but I feel that this year I'm going to stick with it more than I have with the New Year's resolution of that in the past because I've done it the past six months and I've realized how much better it makes me feel. So I I think I'm going to stick with it. I usually, it's usually like, uh, I'm one of the people that go to the gym, you know, the first three weeks of January and then. You, they don't see me again until the next. So year. in all in all seriousness, we we make fun of you a lot, rookie, and and give you a lot of grief. But you you have lost significant weight and you look great. Just wanted to tell you that. Just wanted to call in and tell you that. <laughs> Aww, th- thanks, Luke. I'll uh, I'll come to wherever you're calling in from and come yeah. give you a hug. I was gonna. I actually tried to do like a wolf whistle there and just totally <laughs> could not do it. So if you want to put that <laughs> that sound bite in there to make it seem like I actually did, I'm supporting rookie then. Yeah, that's what I was going for. It came out a lot like. <laughs> no, yeah, my bad. Let's just keep that sound in. <laughs> that counts. Well, that can be our. That can be a new recorded sound effect. Actually, oh god. But what about you guys? How long do you think your resolution is going to last? I think, as far as the getting in better shape one, eating healthier, it'll probably last until my first bad hangover of the year, and that'll just kill that one immediately. <laughs> Which was January 1st. Well, that doesn't count. <laughs> Everyone knows New Year's oh. resolutions don't actually kick in until like the 3rd. So, it's okay. <laughs> Preach. I'm off to a bad start on my get healthy, eat better. But uh, I have watched one and a half movies so far. So, I need to pick up that pace a little bit. And I've uh, for the podcast, I've hit a blog every day. Every day so far. Yeah. I, they've been great. Nice. It's Starting inspired strong. me. I think I need to do more. Just seeing you churn one out every day. It's great. It's, it's going to happen. Grind is real. Yeah, I think uh, I think because I've made mine pretty specific, I I feel like I can do well. And if not, then just at the end of the year, I can try to uh, cram all the numbers in that I need to. Uh, but I, the, the, the weaning myself off of soda is going to be probably the toughest one. Um, I see myself getting to like the goal of being basically done by March, but I wouldn't be surprised if I get back on the wagon, uh, uh, you know, not not that wagon, the soda wagon. Uh, <laughs> you know what, Andy? I'll do that too. Down the line. I won't drink soda either. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle, does that right. include in mixed drinks? Yeah. I've been drinking whiskey waters lately and I love them. <laughs> nice. Oh, God. It's just like you, rookie. If you start, if you kind of get a running start into the new year, right? If you're already doing your new year's resolution, it's just easier that way. So, yeah, Kyle may move on to just straight whiskey. I'm gonna stay off. Stay off the sauce. By that I mean soda. <laughs> nice. Okay, uh, moving on. Then, um, what do you guys have any any maybe someone else's resolutions or something you heard like online something? What's what's the best resolution that you've heard for for this year? I think one that I saw that uh, I thought was cool and very attainable was just to do one like one out 
like outstanding nice thing for someone every day so like whether that's you go out of your way to like hold the door for someone or you pay for the person behind you's coffee or do something like that and uh just to get yourself in a better mood and maybe brighten someone else's day i thought that was kind of cool uh, note to the listeners out there if you know where rookie stops for coffee every morning maybe try to follow him and just see what <laughs> happens you might get a couple free ones out of it Rookie doesn't drink coffee, so. Oh, oh, you're like an idiot. But but my fiance, uh, I'm pretty sure, has a 10% stake in Starbucks, so <laughs> she makes up for it. All right. Uh, Kyle, Luke, any any good resolutions that you've heard so far? Hey, am I still on? I thought my phone dropped. Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, we meant to hang up. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe not a great one, but a weird one that I heard today was dry January. Never heard of it in my life, but apparently you just don't drink alcohol in January. And this specific person, uh, I'll, I'll keep her anonymous, but her name rhymes with twisty. And... <laughs> <laughs> Well done. Mystery. I miss our good friend Fisty. How can we forget? <laughs> Fisty, oh my God. <laughs> wonder which. Wait, wait a second. You know him too? <laughs> but, but, uh, but she said, yeah, my boyfriend and I are going to do this, but his birthday is on the 26th, so we might just stop it early. I'm like, what? What kind of resolution? Is this? Like a part time? She's like, well. We could wait. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. It was just weird. I'd never heard of it. Well, that, that listener getting called out a little bit. Uh, I will say that it's not as tough as it sounds. Um, I'm five Januaries in a row working on my sixth January. So, And also, you know, February, and March, April, May, June, July, <laughs> August, not, September, not, October, not November, and December. Yeah. <laughs> February 1st comes and Andy is just a pile of shit every day. <laughs> One day a year he lets himself drink and just gets bombed. <laughs> well, at, the, at this point, it's probably going to take about a half a beer. I mean, he's little and hasn't drank in a long time. Yeah, it I would not take much. <laughs> I haven't. Uh, I'm, I'm worried to drink the wine at church on the... <laughs> Admittedly, infrequent. I'm worried for him to be around me if I've been drinking. I think just the fumes coming out of me would be <laughs> enough to do it. Okay, so there's some there's some resolutions that maybe aren't ours, but uh, let's let's make it a little more broad. Then what what are you guys excited about for 2019 for the upcoming year? I think I have to say getting married in June Ooh. because if I don't, and Molly happens to actually listen, then. No, that's that's going to be bad. Well done. On on the rare chance that uh, someone else actually listens, then. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I I am excited. I'm excited for rookies' divorce in December. So it's. Kyle, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, you ruined it because I was wow. going to say, yeah, oh, congratulations, rookie. I'm I'm excited to get divorced in June. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm just like. Fast forwarding to one of our lawyer listeners going over the divorce papers and being like, and this name, this name keeps coming up on here. Fisty. Is this someone that. Right, uh, something I'm excited for in the new year, the possibility for the Reds to actually be good this year, following a big trade with the Dodgers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, Matt Kemp and Yazzie again and getting rid of Homer Bailey and one of the worst contracts in sports. So that's, that was really exciting. You can't name a pitcher Homer. It's just going to end up bad. That, they should have seen that a mile away. 
Good point. Speaking of getting rid of bad things, the Bengals finally ridding themselves of their coach after 16 wonderful years. Hey, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Congratulations, Bengal fans. Yeah, Josh McDaniels came out today and said he is not interested. <laughs> uh, thanks, Josh. We didn't ask. Really appreciate you. That. <laughs> that, that, that brings me to something else I'm excited about. Uh, I haven't been told that by a girl yet, yet this year. So, <laughs> starting, starting real strong. Woohoo! You're one up on me. <laughs> All right. Um, I mean, more than anything, I don't know about you guys. I'm just ready to, you know, keep podcasting, keep blogging, making opinions anonymous as big as possible, and the greatest podcast and website on the on the face of the earth. It's gonna happen. 2019 is big. Let's do it. Buy in now. It's Let's cheap. go. It's big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, guys. Uh, that's what we have going on in the new year. Like Luke said, lots of big things coming. We want to hear all about your resolutions for this year as well. Let us know on Twitter what you have in store for this year, or what you maybe what you want us to do with the show in 2019. All right, rookie, take us out of here. Congratulations on getting through episode 10 of Opinions Anonymous, our first episode of 2019. Next week, we're going to talk about holidays that only some people get off work for and holidays that definitely were created by the retail industry. Do you want more? Check us out online at opinionsanonymous.com or Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at opinionsanonpod. Until next time, I'm Rookie. With me today is Kyle and Andy, and we had Luke on the phone for only part of the time. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yo, this is a real ass problem and it should be uh, taken seriously. Okay? Yeah. So um hey, listen, they since you've been dating your phone all day. Why don't you come back down to earth? You spent too much time in cyberspace. Okay, okay. <laughs> the second thing is Molly and I went and met with the music person from the church tonight or this afternoon and uh, I just started talking to her and she's she told me that I should be a singer because my voice sounds amazing. Um, <laughs> Has she ever listened to this? I guess not. <laughs> Anyone want to take well, that take that bait? I think I was kind of hoping off, that if we Oh. Go ahead cousin Kyle. Jesus, Perfect. you guys Thank need me to call in already and save the podcast? <laughs> you're not here. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, Luke finally had enough time when he was being quiet. He finally just liked our pot or our Facebook page. I'm not sure how I never liked it. Every like counts. <laughs> I just got a notification. Luke Maurer accepted your invite to like opinions and honors podcast. <laughs> so when we say who's dedicated, we know who is. Rookie, I was going to say there's that'll be tough for you because I don't think you have any experience in making shitty websites. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure ours is broken twice now because of our CEO. Keeps <laughs> clicking buttons that he's not supposed to. We got to get that password protected even from the employees. <laughs> He's the only one that's allowed on there, Zach. <laughs> Probably most specifically from the employees. But, but I think we have an interruption. Is that a phone call I hear? There wasn't a better segue than that. <laughs> I was going to get your thoughts. I was going to get your thoughts on that subject there, rookie. Oh.
Okay, so I have, this isn't, I mean, this is just kind of in the spirit of this question, not really a resolution. The best thing I've seen this week about New Year's, though, was a post on Reddit uh, that I, I think it was on like the second or something, and it was just asking a question, people who haven't pooped since New Year's Eve, why are you holding on to last year's shit? <laughs> and it was... Uh, <laughs> that was a good time. That was a good, good, good time. Now, caller, were you trying to say something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to hijack the show. No, it's tough. It's tough. The the phone line doesn't come through as clearly as our recording software. <laughs> or as quickly. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, hey, how about I'm really excited for the fucking people outside my door to stop screaming. I don't know if that's coming through at all, but man, is it annoying. Did I hear a honk earlier? A car honk? <laughs> uh, you could have heard anything. Gunshots. <laughs> you can own one one hundredth of Opinions Anonymous. Send cash or money order to Luke. Can I send you say your address out loud? <laughs> probably, really, probably shouldn't do that. No, no, no. no. You Venmo us. That's how it works. Uh, send us, send us. Yeah, Venmo. Smart. Jesus, we've got to be lied. Somebody, somebody's standing outside my door. <laughs> we've got money. <laughs> wow. We'll practice our ad reads. Can't wait. Okay, congratulations. You made it through the, fir- or the first episode of 2019 of Opinions Anonymous, the best thing you can do this year. Uh, episode 10, you guys were, uh, I'm just going to, I tried to wing it. That didn't work. Go ahead and restart that, rookie. Hey, shut up, caller. <laughs> I- or was that Kyle? <laughs> I'm the only way I get late. So get off your phone or leave me alone. Yeah, that would be great.